La Medicina Sagrada, the sacred medicine. That's the name of today's little mini clip, uh, whilst I hike. So for today, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, German new medicine, or Germanic new medicine, the work of Dr. Gerard Riki Hammer. Very interesting stuff, uh, and it very much encompasses all the stuff we already know about germ theory being a hollow hoax. The hollowest of hoaxes probably is, is germ theory, or, or one of the top five, I would say. So today, La Medicina Sagrada, the sacred medicine. I want to talk a little bit about German New Medicine and how it, how it is so different than everything that we have ever known about health and wellness, even very different from any of the modalities in the alt or uh, radical alt sphere, because those are still going basically on the, uh, the allopathic scheme, or shall I say scam, of treating symptoms, right? It's all about treating symptoms when for the Germanic new medicine perspective, symptoms are a form of healing, which I know is kind of hard to wrap the mind around, but think about it whenever we get, quote, sick, which is actually not even a good word to use. We should lose using the word sick because you're really never sick. You're either adapting or you're healing. So even when you have something like a cold, which is essentially a bacterial detox, you're adapting to something or you're healing and you're expelling the stuff you no longer need. And of course in allopathy and many of the xyofunctional light type of stuff or even some of the more radical stuff, they'll always tell you to take something to get rid of that uncomfortableness, whether it's mucinex or supplements or herbs or whatever. And even if it's a quote natural thing, it still impedes the healing process. So a different type of modality that we have to wrap our, our heads around, but I think really important to understand, comprehend rather, going forward. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised these videos are still up on YouTube at this point, but it's probably something that for most people is just so far out. And I would say a bit difficult at first to comprehend. And if someone's not ready to digest this information, then they're probably not going to understand it. Like I first came across the work of Dr. Gerard Riki Hammer back in 2019. I, I reposted on Telegram a few days ago a show I did in which I featured him and two other German doctors of yesteryear. So I've known about this modality for a little bit of time, but I really didn't feel that I grasped it until, well, rather recently. So when I talked about him on that show, I really more focused on the relationship uh, that he had with, um, with the Ueve system. And of course he lost his medical license, which of course they do to anybody who sells the truth. They call them a quack or pseudoscientific. This is all par for the course. And it's kind of interesting because quack, the word quack actually comes from the German word quacksilber, quicksilver or mercury. So essentially any doctor that is promoting the utilization of mercury to prevent or quote, cure anything would be a quack. So any doctor who promotes the utilization of vaccinations or any medicinal compound that contains mercury is a quack. So it's one of those things like where they foist their own ills onto 
onto the party. It's like what they do with the whole, quote, satanic psyop. They voice their Talmudic ills and say, oh, it's satanic, when of course it's not satanic. Um, that's a total hoax. But then again, you know, in the Bible, um, they refer to Satan as the adversary. And of course, wouldn't the truth be their adversary? And what does Satan really mean in Sanskrit? Truth. So it's one of those kind of lie Dagwood sandwiches that we see so often, so often. It just takes a little bit of a I guess, pattern recognition to comprehend what's going on. So when I did that broadcast three years ago, I focused more on that in regards to Dr. Hammer. I didn't focus too much on um, the Germanic New Medicine modality itself. And he actually believed, and I don't doubt this, that when um, Oyves, um get the big C, they are treated with Germanic New Medicine and that chemo-therapy is for the Goyim. I don't doubt that uh, at all. Even now, uh, within the confines of allopathy, the trend is more towards um, the burning and the cutting, which would be the radiation and the surgery, than the poison, the chemo-therapy, which nurses back in the day would refer to as Drano. You're never quite the same once you get chemo-therapy. I've seen it uh, a couple of times with people. It uh, fucks your appetite up, makes you quaff or your hair fall out. Uh, it fucks with your brain. There's something called chemo brain. And, and oftentimes, once you've gone down that road with all these allopathic, quote, treatments, it's difficult oftentimes to even engage in the, the healing process because you've uh, you know introduced so many toxins into the system. That's especially what Max Gerson, who was known for his uh, juice therapy, which utilized uh, fresh vegetation, as well as raw calf's liver juice to treat... Um, you know, cancer. And um, yeah, once you go down that road, that's the thing. It's, it's not just about not believing the fear of what we believe to be disuse, which is really just a healing or an adaptation, not a sickness. It's really never going down that road and utilizing their, uh, quote, treatments. Like even if you've taken heaps of rounds of antibiotics, every single one of those rounds depletes your intestinal flora by 1% permanently, and then you'll not have the microbes to basically do the healing or the detox, right? It's, uh, it's sad. Uh, how permanent a lot of these things are, but not not to worry. We're going to talk today about, well, things differently and how we can see the body in a very different way because when we have a symptom, a lot of us get fear. Whether or not we go to see Dr. Z or Dr. Z Light, we're addled with fear, and then what does that fear do? It brings on more symptoms, right? It brings on more stress. So in Germanic New Medicine, there are significant biological programs of nature, what they call the SBS, and they affect different organs depending on the emotional conflict that someone has. And you could be in the, quote, healing phase of this, uh, this whole biological program for like years. And that's what they call a hanging healing when someone's in this program for years. And a lot of these programs are essentially conflicts, emotional conflicts that go back to our earliest time. We had an abandonment conflict as a youth. If we had a territorial conflict as a youth. I mean, it could really encompass our whole life. And when you learn the Germanic New Medicine, you can go back and look at your whole history and say, this is when this happened, this is when this happened, and kind of see what was actually happening around those times emotionally, any of the stress or conflicts that were going on, and then the healing symptoms that your body was manifesting. 
So to start out with this little list, and this is by no means a complete inclusive list, this is just to give everyone a little bit of a taste. I'm going to be doing a live broadcast. The next live broadcast probably is going to delve deeper into this, but I just wanted to put out a little, a little morsel for today, just so we can kind of all wrap our heads around it. And like I said, it's kind of difficult to comprehend, um, especially if you're not ready to hear these things. This information could possibly offend people. Of course, that's really not something that I think about too much doing, doing this type of broadcast. Um, and of course, I would never deliberately say something to offend anybody. It's, it's just the truth. The truth offends somebody. Well, I don't know what to say about that. That's someone's own conflict, right? So here are some biological programs and what organ or body part they affect. So the adrenal cortex, let's say like adrenal fatigue, which is kind of like a zeolite term, what would be the inescapable conflict or shock? Wrong decision conflict, gone in a wrong direction or made a wrong decision. So think about this as I say these things. And also I should backtrack and say that the shock is known as the DHS, the Dirk Hammer syndrome, near to Dr. Hammer's son, who died, who was murdered when he was 17 years old. And that shock uh, was so, so hurt, hurtful emotionally to Dr. Hammer that he developed prostate cancer after that shock, having no family, quote, history of prostate cancer. And that's what inspired him essentially to form this Germanic new medicine system. So that would be number one for the adrenal cortex, wrong decision conflict, gone in the wrong direction or made wrong decision. The next one would be breast glands, laterally determines which breast is affected. So this would be like breast cancer. And in the last little clip, I talked about the trend, which is being promoted by a Hollywood or Hollyweird, Hollywoodland transsexual to prophylactically amputate healthy tissue. Uh, this, this condition is not genetic. Uh, no disease is contagious or genetic. Do we have ancestral programs that we may repeat, kind of like generational demons, like perhaps alcoholism, you know, uh, emotional, uh, poor emotional coping skills, certainly, but those are not genetic. Those are just biological conflicts and programs. So for the breast and lymph nodes, it's a nest worry conflict in relation to a child or a spouse, depending on the laterality of the breast gland. So again, it's not genetic and nothing is contagious. Of course, we've gone over the hoax of contagion many a times on, on the broadcast, but the thing I really like about GNM is it's one of the only systems out there that basically explains that microbes, you know, parasite, bacteria, fungi, and virus are janitors. And the only other person that I ever heard of talking about this besides myself is Agenis von der Planets. Every other person out there who's talking about there is no virus at this point, I think all those people are fucking shills. I'm serious. Like, if you're saying that and you're not actually telling people what it actually is, then you're a fucking shill. And if you're not, you know, then you're just, you're just too slow in the game, essentially. But I don't hear anybody else talking about that, unless you're talking about people who know about dramatic new medicine, orogenous fonder planets. That's it. And of course, these accounts who have, you know, a lot of followers, they're probably all shills. You know, they're giving out some truths here and there. Certainly. But are they really telling us the root of what's happening? Nope. So back to this list, cerebral cortex. This would be a conflict or shock of a sexual conflict. 
This would be uh, sexual rejection or sexual frustration, a territorial conflict, fright or scare without within our territory, fear of losing our territory. The next is bone and lymph glands, a self-devaluation conflict, a loss of self-esteem, feeling worthless or useless, severe SDC, affects bones, less severe SDC, self-devaluation conflict, affects lymph nodes or muscles, and a small SDC affects tendons. So every time that you self-devalue yourself, your back could hurt, your knee could hurt, your neck could hurt, uh, your bones could hurt. And how often do people self-devalue themselves? I hear it and see it constantly. It's so much part of the fabric of this Talmudic culture. It's built into literally everything, all the programming out there. You see it time and time again on YouTube vids. You see people even doing it in, in private conversations or in group conversations on, on the anti-social media applications, constantly devaluing themselves. It's terrible. Um, and it's a habit, it's a hard habit to break for a lot of people. The next thing on the list is the cervix. And this has to do with sexual conflict, sexual rejection, frustration, abuse, etc. And of course, allopathy likes to tell us that that organ, that's pretty much useless, right? Just like the entire uterus is essentially useless, according to Big Z, but uh, that's a hoax. Uh, that's the area of a woman's body where there's a lot of power. And of course, Big Z will want to tell you your cervix is uh, not useful because then you wouldn't be having a cervical orgasm and that would behoove them that you wouldn't be, you know, having all that power. Next on the list, this is a very common one for a lot of people, especially with all the digestive ills that we see today in society. IBS, IBD, diarrhea, constipation, Crohn's, colitis, colon cancer, everything. So this would be the colon, the small intestine, and the rectum. This is an indigestible morsel conflict. I can't digest or absorb this. So I think diet does have somewhat of a backing on this, and it looks like some dramatic medicine healing practitioners kind of just eschew diet. Um, I think diet definitely has something to do with it, but it's not everything because you could have the quote perfect diet and you still can't shit or you're still bloated or you still have diarrhea or you still have whatever going on. So when someone has like a very serious digestive illness like Crohn's or colitis, that's a hanging healing. That's because they've been in this conflict for so long about something that they cannot digest. And then that would eventually be colon cancer if the conflict went long enough, right? Next on the list is the esophagus, a conflict that one cannot swallow. And this actually also comes into play when youngsters are born with birth defects, like, like let's say some esophageal birth defect or some skeletal birth defect. Maybe there was some conflict that the parents were having before the child was born and the child knew in a, you know, a spiritual sense, like it was written in the news, that maybe they weren't wanted. Maybe the pregnancy wasn't planned. Maybe the parents thought about terminating them. That could be a conflict that they couldn't swallow. And I think also it comes in a little bit with the nutrition on some of these things as well. And keep in mind that this whole Germanic new medicine system, it doesn't um, cover things like malnutrition or being like poisoned by like arsenic or something like that. This is dealing with the emotional conflicts and how they manifest as disease. So being malnourished and being literally poisoned is totally different. Oh, and I should also say that 
the birth traumas that many of us have happened to us, unfortunately, in the Zogspital birthing system from the vitamin K shot, the silver nitrate, the hat they put on youngsters, uh, being whisked away from the mom, um, the drugs used during birth, uh, circumcision or razor rape, vaccination, these can all be conflicts or DHSs. Going on, on the list, the frontal lobe, linked to the lining of the thyroid ducts and the paraphoregional uh, ducts, and this would be frontal fear conflicts, fear of heading in a dangerous direction. And this work is kind of, I think, correlated slightly to the metaphysical kind of affirmations work um, that Louise Hay did that tells you like, oh, if like your knee hurts, like you're afraid to move forward, right? Or your foot, but that could also be because of a self-devaluation conflict. Up next is the hands and the fingers. This would be a dexterity conflict, failure to perform a manual task. Of course, if someone bang their hand on a hammer, that's different. Just trying to understand or let everyone understand like how this is, is different than just, you know, malnutrition, poisoning, injury, etc. Heart, a territorial loss conflict, a loss of a home or job or being completely overwhelmed. The kidneys, this is a popular one too these days. Oops, I almost like slept. <laughs> kidneys, kidneys would be abandonment conflict, feeling isolated, excluded, or left behind. Refugee conflict, having to flee our home. Existence conflict, life or livelihood at stake. A near drowning conflict or a zogspitalization conflict. And I think that a lot of us who have these beliefs that are true, we might feel very isolated from friends and family and we could actually be going through some type of abandonment conflict, feeling so isolated, excluded, or left behind, even though we know we're living our truth. And that could affect our kidneys, that could affect our bladder, our, our urinary system, uh, kidney stones, uh, bags under the eyes, uh, all this type of stuff. Next would be the larynx and the bronchia. And this is linked to a territorial fear conflict, fear of losing our territory or actual loss of it. The liver, starvation conflict. I cannot provide for myself, digest, or absorb the conflict. We see a lot of people these days dealing with liver stuff, which of course I think a dietary role plays a point, a part as well, because we have a diet that is so malnutritious and so high in things that are exceedingly very deleterious to the health. Lungs, a death-fear panic conflict triggered by a life-threatening situation or a diagnosis or prognosis that seems life-threatening. So even getting a diagnosis from Dr. Z can trigger a conflict. Motor cortex controls our muscle movements. Motor conflicts where we are not able to escape or feel stuck. So feeling like imprisoned, right? That could actually cause a motor cortex issue. The neck Intellectual self-devaluation, failed exam, or being put down by someone. So if you're in an environment where someone is constantly ragging on you, putting you down, we would typically call a narcissist, which is essentially just someone who's very conflicted with their own shit, their own garbage, and doesn't know how to get out of that hanging healing phase. We call it a narcissist in colloquial terms in the culture. That could affect your neck. Osteoporosis, a self-devaluation or loss conflict. Going up again, we're talking about the bone and the lymph nodes. That's tied to self-devaluation conflicts and SDC. Osteoporosis, which is a bone issue, I'm assuming osteopenia as well, would be tied to a self-devaluation or loss conflict. And so many people, even if they're not vocalizing it, they could silently be putting themselves down on the regular, like literally hundreds of times per day. Um, imagine keeping a notebook of how many times you said something terribly devaluing about yourself that wasn't even true. You'd probably be shocked. 
The ovaries and the testes, a self-devaluation or profound loss conflict, loss of a loved one or a pet. Post-sensory cortex controls the periosteum or skin that lines the bones. That would be a separation conflict that are particularly brutal or severe. So it could be like a bad breakup or it could be a divorce with a custody battle. The skin, an attack conflict, feeling that you're being attacked physically, verbally, or attack against your integrity. So again, that could be attacks from someone who's a narcissist or someone who has a lot of emotional conflicts that they haven't resolved, you could feel like you're being attacked and it will show up on your skin. And of course, I also think there is a gut component to all skin issues um, as well as, you know, as, a, as an attack conflict. The spleen, a blood or injury conflict, heavy bleeding or unexpected blood test results the stomach and the pancreas, territorial anger conflict, or unexpected announcement of surgery in the abdominal area. The thyroid, this is a very common one these days too, conflict of feeling powerless, like maybe you were in a situation where you felt you couldn't vocalize something because you could lose your job, lose your status, get the shit beaten out of you, uh, get killed, have your children taken away from you, whatever it may be, that could manifest as a thyroid um, issue because of feeling powerless. The uterus, fallopian tubes, and the prostate, a procreation conflict or an ugly conflict with the opposite sex, so maybe not wanting to have a child, wanting to have a child, feeling that the opposite sex doesn't um, find you appetizing or desirable. And finally, on this small list, the visual cortex, linked to the retina and the vitreous body of the eyes. Conflicts about danger that threaten from behind. So an eye issue could be something behind you or something out of sight that you may not see that could be causing a visual um, conflict. So very interesting stuff, especially as we think about all these, quote, symptoms, right? Which everyone's always trying to chase symptoms. What can I do for a headache? What can I do for, you know, whatever, uh, foot ache, uh, you know, uh, nausea, etc. These are all just healing symptoms. This is healing or adaptation because you are out of the conflict. When you're in the conflict, you're not going to have the symptoms. Once you get out of the conflict, you'll have the symptoms. But of course, if you're in what's called a hanging healing phase, you'll continue to have the symptoms while the conflicts keep on piling up. Piling up and that's essentially what a chronic disease is. I think that's all also essentially what, quote, autoimmune disease is. Of course, autoimmune disease doesn't exist. The body would never attack itself. The body is wise, holy, always wanting to heal and work for you. But if you're in a constant healing conflict, you know, a hanging healing, essentially, you're still in the conflict, yet you're trying to heal, then you're going to keep on having these symptoms over and over and over and over again because you can't get yourself out of that conflict because you possibly don't know why you're in it in the first place. So that's about all for this little clip right there. I hope that was easy to digest, this little morsel of a, a clip. And we'll be discussing this more as, uh, as time goes on. I just wanted to give everyone a little bit of an overview today so you could kind of whet your appetite and get acclimated with this. Uh, and it's always been said by all these practitioners who are, who are practicing the sacred medicine, La Medicina Sagrada, that we want to learn this system before we have an issue, before we get, quote, sick, right? I mean, I wish I knew about this when my dad was diagnosed with, uh, with colon cancer, uh, gosh, 12 years ago. I wish I knew this. Um, I, knew, I knew a lot at that point, 
but I didn't know this. Uh, I was very against him doing the cut, burn, poison, you know, the chemo quote therapy, the radiation, the surgery, and he was so scared to leave us all, so he did it. Um, but I wish I knew this. I wish I had known that the tumor that he had was the beginning of the healing phase. I wish I knew that cancer never spreads, and that's an allopathic xyoli, uh, and that when there are other tumors that appear in someone's body, it's not because the cancer spread, it's because there are other areas where a conflict existed. I wish I knew these things. I mean, think about this. Why do they not screen blood for cancer? Because it's not contagious and it doesn't spread. Oh, that's interesting, right? I mean, they really should screen blood for other things, like what race you are, and if it's, you know, high in iron and other heavy metals, but, uh, yeah, there's so many fucking hoaxes out there. I mean, gee whiz. I mean, I could probably do a whole series of shows on hoaxes. I mean, essentially, I guess I probably have throughout the years, but that's my one thing when I think about dramatic new medicine. I wish I had known this, uh, 12 years ago, or probably even 20 years ago, so I would have already been kind of steeped in the knowledge of this, but, uh, now I know it, and um, I'll be using it going forward. So that's all for today, for the little, uh, the little clip. Uh, I hope you're having a good day, whatever you're doing. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this, uh, this walk. I'm hiking this, uh, this pretty big hill. I've been doing this like a couple of times a week now, feeling really fit, feeling really strong, really powerful. Uh, that's what life's about. Don't let everyone depower you uh, and devaluate you. Know your own power, because when you know your own power... Uh, you will be untouchable. Okay, everyone, till next time.